we have another day on Danai Garcia podcast, this time with my lovely Joe Katsadas. Joe is our a custom designer in Fear the Walking Dead. She actually started with us from like season three, right? <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> like you really kind of like make our show look and feel in such a, you actually took our characters to the next level visually. And and I always told you, Joe, that, you know, no matter how, no matter how much gore and blood and stuff come in my face, as long as I look good, that's all it matters. It's like... It's all the matters. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joe, you know, bringing you here was actually like a dream come true because I feel like the process that custom uh, designers, you know, your process is so personal, so so honest. So it's, it's like you're like the first step that an actor, you know, should see. It's like, what's your body? Where, how can you dress this? like actor and how can you dress the character i feel like you dress you are, you do double the dressing and, and those are things that i never got to tell you but i i really truly admire that you you actually highlight the best in the actor and the best of the character and and i wanted to ask you first of all how do you discover this in your life um how, how do you start this and I, first of all, I want to say that I'm so honored to be on your show. I've been watching a lot of the podcasts and <laughs> I love them. So it's an so honor fun. to be a part of this. So thank you. Thank you for for this. My beginnings, I, um, as you know, I was born in Cyprus and grew up in South Africa. We went to South Africa when I was five. And as a five-year-old child, I was overwhelmed with color and my senses took in so much. Both countries are very colorful. Um, so growing up, I just had this curiosity, people, um, cultures, um, the way people behave, psychology. It, it just always interested me. Hmm. Um, and then I started sewing at the age of eight. <laughs> very young. And I had this natural flair of, of laying my friends down on the fabric and I would cut around them. You know how good I am with the scissors, right? Yes, you are. <laughs> Bring the scissors, please. And you're like, oh, yes. gosh, she's going to destroy this. <laughs> so I just, I would just cut around and things seemed to fit. So I would create that way. I didn't know the correct way of designing. But I would follow my intuition and how a line would go. Oh, my God, there goes the church bell. Here goes the I'm church in bell. Cyprus. You're in Cyprus. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> I love it. It's the best. It's the best. I forgot that every day at 6.30 the, the church bells go off anyway. It's great. It's great. Yeah. So um, when I did finish school, it was a toss-up between architecture and fashion. I wasn't enthralled by fashion as such. Um, I could sew, but I was more interested in individualistic stuff, char character stuff, how somebody wears something. I mean, I can make you a dress and you can wear it differently, Alicia can wear it differently, and Jenna Elfman can wear it differently. Right. It's, it's, it's about the personality that comes through. So that's what I was interested in, wow. the character. And um, I had very itchy feet to travel. And architecture in those days was like seven years of study. And I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> too much. <laughs> so I chose to do fashion. And I got into, because I was at art school, I could draw and I could sew. Um, I got into a final year of a course and I finished within a year. And I got taught the practical side of pattern cutting. So it's from putting the idea onto one dimension and back into three dimension. Oh, wow. Which is very similar to architecture, actually. I was going to say, yeah. right? It's an idea. You put it on, on the on, paper on and then it becomes three dimensional. So the two are quite related. So it's both have interested me a lot. Anyway. Wow. But and then I landed up doing a television commercial we had to make everything. It was set in the 60s. And um, I had to make everything for the commercial. And it was just, 
you know, I believe that your career finds you. And I remember also having, I was at, at art school, we had a sculpture teacher who told us that we would have a job and we would have a hobby. Mm-hmm. And that some of us would be fortunate enough to combine the two and that would become a career. Wow. Otherwise, we have a job that puts food on the table and you have a hobby, which is the thing that you love to do. <laughs> so brilliant. I was very fortunate to combine both and have a career. And I've had a wonderful career and it's it's taken me to many countries. I've worked with some amazing, amazing human beings and I feel very blessed. And then I came on to Fear the Walking Dead. Wow, that's <laughs> <In> Mexico. <laughs> which which is like uh, what a what a jump. I mean, the one thing I love about you know artists like our head department like you and and for example Adam our DP that we just had him you know you guys jump from universe to universe with crews actors stories mm-hmm. countries cities and you it feels like you take it all in 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 the case of fear it was the apocalypse in Mexico like geographically yeah. we Yeah, but we I remember I remember when you came and you kind of changed the way we look and feel and you created like I remember being in the same country, the same city, but feeling different by the way everybody was dressed, by the way I was dressed. And 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 then the same thing, we came to Austin and, and you just kind of like put a different spin on the whole thing. And 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 obviously the director of photography did the same thing visually with the picture. Yeah. Yeah. And and it it was so I really admire your work because it was the first time I got to see you know this side of the process on a deeper level from one extreme to another. Mm-hmm. And 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 I wanted to celebrate this with you because it it sounded hard. I mean, for me as an actor, I'm telling the story. Um it's already built, but what is put on me what's created around me it's it's another dimension and and it's like you say it comes from an idea to the paper to a reality and 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 that's what was the hardest thing to design in the apocalypse hmm. the zombies they have no fashion no, <laughs> so, no they no because it's not about fashion it's about before so so right now we've just gone through a crazy pandemic okay yes. Honestly, I felt like we were living in season one of Fear the Walking Dead because totally. it, it, you know, it's this disease breaks out and everybody gets infected. Mm-hmm. So where were we? What were we doing during the pandemic? You know, right. what were we wearing? Who was I before the pandemic? Mm. You know, we're getting through this. But had the, the world ended, Danai would be Danai and Joe would yeah. be Joe. Absolutely. So. You know, if I love wearing jeans because I'm comfortable and T-shirts and tank tops, that is what I would carry on. If I was a bus inspector or a, a, a customs patrol person at the border, like I remember on, on season three, I did I yes. did a, a, a customs officer that yeah. had turned into a zombie. Yeah, I remember um, that. And I, I brought in texture. I'd done... The prostitutes of Tijuana, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I did the tourist who was in Mexico and the world turned and suddenly they were left stranded. And, wow. you know, so I brought in r- real people. And that's the backstory to the zombies is that I, the question I, I asked my crew is like, who was this person before? Were they a teacher? Were they mm. an astronaut? They had were a story. A, exactly. So look at the face and create that. What does this person look like they could be? Oh, what were they doing? Exactly. Before? Exactly. Wow. So for me, I, I, I feel that film, I'm very honored to work in film because I, I feel we have a huge responsibility to shift people's emotions. And look at a show like Fear, where it can ignite a lot of fear in the audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I work on the show and when I watch it and I know we've made it, I've literally got it 
take a break and have a cup of tea and breathe because some of the scenes are so scary. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. like, oh my God, when, you know, someone, a zombie's about to bite into your neck. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> handle that naturally, even though you know what's coming. It's weird. I know. I know. It's like viscerally when I watch it, I still get affected, yeah. which tells me that we've all done a great job because yeah, I can still get in, you know, into the entertainment of it. Yeah, you can see through. Yeah. So um, going back to to the responsibility of shifting emotions, I feel that film is the most powerful way because, I mean, films like Lion, you know, um, English Patient, um, I, I, I can name so many of them, just where we've either laughed or cried or identified with a character or shifted something in us. And because I feel such a responsibility, I use the, the colors of the chakra to shift, to help the audience um, with that too. Like, for example, on Fear the Walking Dead, there's a lot of scary scenes, mm -hmm. a lot of blood and gore. and Painful scenes too. Yeah. yeah. Um, the trajectories of the characters, like, you know, I mean... L losing Madison, the, the character of Madison and Nick Clark, and you know that affected the the fans um, and other characters coming in, like you know the bullying character of Virginia, mm -hmm. as delightful as Colby is, you know, yeah, she played that part brilliantly. Yeah. And for me, I I want the audience to always engage. 100%, not only in the narrative, but visually unconsciously. Mm. So Bernardo, Adam and I and Colin work very closely together in creating a canvas, because that's what it is. Right. Um, and Angela, because we have two, two alternating DOPs. Yes. Um, so it, it's a team collaboration of painting on the same canvas. And that includes you guys. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. includes what you're wearing. So often I know you would say to me, why am I wearing green? <laughs> like <laughs> I know. I know. And 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 why why am I wearing green? And I remember I called you because Frank and I, Frank Delane and I were like, we're both wearing green. Let's call Joe because we look like we're too close. And I remember your answer was like, <laughs> it's the chakra of the heart. You told that to Frank. <laughs> and I was like, what did she say? Well, she said that it's like some chakra of the heart. I was like, oh my God, that is such a Joe answer. <laughs> but, you know, Frank wouldn't register that right away. So I had to explain it. You know, they're chakras and she's choosing the chakra of the heart because, you know, we are losing you. And, and, and that's kind of like our way subconsciously, a, a way for the audience to receive that loss, right? How yeah, does that work yeah. exactly? So many years ago, I designed a movie called In My Country, which starred Samuel L. Jackson and Juliette Binoche. Oh, wow. And it was about the Truth and uh, Reconciliation Commission that Bishop Tutu had done post-apartheid. So when Mandela came into power, there was so much strife in South Africa that there, there needed to be people wanted answers. What had happened? A lot of us were unaware of what went down on both sides, mm -hmm. black, white, immigrants, wow. all across the board. And um, Bishop Tutu developed this Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And the movie in my country was the storytelling of that. And it was so painful. I even remember when I was doing research on the movie, I... I would vomit at some of the things I would read. I was like, not possible that this was happening without wow. any of us knowing about it. I mean, it was extreme. Um, and I knew that the audience would be affected. So I subliminally put green into that movie. Mm. And I literally had people phoning me after they watched it and said, what did you do? What did you do? Because... I I was watching the most atrocious thing, but I felt such a peace. Mm -hmm. Like, 
there was such a serenity, like I could observe it without getting affected. Right. You can actually watch it. You, you, you get affected, but not to a point that you, you, you couldn't watch it. Right? Yes. Yeah. So you create a green so it calms you down to watch it, to receive that information? It depends, different colors. Green is the color of the heart chakra. So I use green, particularly in very emotional scenes. Oh, okay. To soften the blow on the viewer. But where I want to invite them in, I'll use a color like yellow. Okay. Or orange. Okay. Like I used, I use a lot of orange and yellow on Alicia. That's right. Yes. Um, yes. And, and I also use the color violet on on um on madison on madison that's true and and i've used it on alicia as well and i think what I does the violet some, mean exactly so, so violet is 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 the all the chakras as one mm-hmm. you know ah, okay. so it's it's the healer it's the all-in-one it's the it's the highest vibration mm-hmm. of the colors and i do feel that um kim as bad as bad as not kim madison <laughs> as 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 bad as she was the character there were moments i mean she was she was a leader through and through so mm-hmm. that's why i would often use the violets and the purples a lot of the churches use purple yes yes as a, that's true as a color you know jo- the enlightened ones how how do you keep that create uh, creativity inside your life? Like how do you nurture that exactly? Because it's it seems very deep. Um, it's it's very, it's, it's it's like to some extent you're like an architect in your own world. How do you keep that fresh in your imagination? What do you do? I know traveling is one of them. I know the beach is, is one of them. I know the beach is like very healing and, and nurturing to you. It is. The sea salt, you know how happy you feel when you're at the beach? Because yes. the sea kind of absorbs all the negativity. And all of us, we all go through negative emotions every single day. There's yes. a lot of stress in the world. Um, you know, um, social media can stress you out. I've put together a sort of self-care thing, daily routine that I try and do. Sometimes I don't get to do everything, Mm -hmm. but I, I mean, this is personal, but I'm happy to share it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I wake up in the morning and I do 10 minutes of writing in, I call it my vomit book. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah, it's because I need to get stuff that's been sitting and maybe came with me into my sleep. Right. I need to clear my day, like flush it out. It's yeah. like a flushing. The reason why I ask is because you put you take in so much to to tell a story that you have yeah. to flush things out in order to keep creating. Because guess what? The scripts keeps coming. They keep coming. Like it's, it's not like you yeah. just create one page. <laughs> yeah. You create yeah. so much. So I was always wondering. How do you keep flushing and refreshing into moving into characters that come in, characters that come out? You know, how do you say goodbye and hello to new people? It has a lot to do with how you feel with yourself. Uh, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Because actors were the same. So you write in the mornings, you... I write and I do, I actually do like about four minutes with a kaleidoscope. Oh. Just to clear my nervous system. Wow, wow. Um, I do um, some form of exercise, whether it's one day I'll do some yoga, another day I'll go to the gym, mm-hmm. another day I'll do TRE. Um, TRE is trauma release exercises, which oh, wow. is an ama- It's like a shaking technique, but it's like jumping on a trampoline. Okay. It's, it gets rid of excess stagnant energy. Yes. Um, and then I, you know, I'll have something to eat. I'll, you know, have my shower, get ready. Mm-hmm. I'm an early riser. So I, you know, I get to do this all before work. And depending on if I have a four o'clock in the morning call, <laughs> I, I will just switch it. You know, I'll come to set first and then mm-hmm. you know, do the stuff later or find some time in the day. It's very important. Or go for a walk or something. Just you, it's important to remain grounded. Right. 
Um, especially in the film industry that is, I mean, the demands are incredibly high. The expectations are high and we have very little time to prepare. Right. And then the other thing is I don't panic. I don't like, I know that what I'm looking for will find me. Hmm. Like um, when I did the movie, the Netflix movie, Sergio, Mm -hmm. um, I was looking for particular color green which incidentally Sergio de Mello wore when he arrived in Afghanistan. And I was looking for that color in a swimsuit in Rio. And my team was saying, not possible. <laughs> I was like, let's make it. Yeah. You know, it's like finding the right fabric or dyeing it. Or, um, and lo and behold, I felt a sense to go down an alleyway and my assistant that was with me at the time said to me, Joe, there's nothing there. I said, just come. We went down the alleyway and lo and behold, there was a little, tiny little boutique, swimwear boutique. And she not only had the bikini in the same color, but she had the one piece as well. So we had options for Anadarmas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, and it was the perfect color. So, But that has a lot to do with your work, inner work, that the, the, the way that has. you take care of yourself, your intuition, you sharp your, because one thing is talent, right? Another one is what you do with that talent is how you kind of carry the load of stress and, and the, you know, being creative with that and being adventurous too. I think. And, it, cu- and curious. I'm curious. But I think it all has to do with what you do every day with yourself. It's mm-hmm. like, it, it goes down to, because for an actor, it's the same, Joe. It's like, we have to memorize a lot of lines. We have yes. to show up at four o'clock in the morning. We mm. have to, you know, give everything we've got. But then when we get home, it's like we're a machine. We have to recharge. We have yeah. to let it, let the apocalypse go, let the clothes go. Yes. Let those, you know, the dirt, wash it out and meditate. Yeah. Like, how can you recharge for the next days? You know, what you do in between really defines what you're going to do tomorrow. And it's interesting because we go through the same thing too. Like we sometimes we don't know how a scene is going to turn out. It's like you, yeah. how, yeah. how do I know where am I going to find this piece of swimsuit? I don't know, but I, I know what I want, yeah. but because your intention is so specific and you work toward that, it, it finds you. It's like, yeah. I don't know how a scene is going to work out, but the moment we start acting, it finds you like the, the rhythm, the place, the time, you know, it's like, it's it's art is very strange to define, right? It keeps it surprises you all the time, right? You can't help yourself. I'm like I'm just constantly curious about <laughs> what's going to find me next. You know exactly, exactly, and um, and that's super exciting. And of course, you know it's about inspiring the whole team to work. You know that way too. And sometimes you get it right, and sometimes not. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, that's my passion. It's, you know, like, look what I found. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) often, I mean, Michael Cetrazimus will tell you about the amount of times I've walked into his office. Like, Mikey, look what I found. (laughs) (laughs) You're like the perfect shopper. Uh, I love, I love, we have this passion about vintage clothes and vintage you know, it's the life that the clothes had before you they found you and the life they're going to give those clothes after they found you, you know, where you're going to put it and, and how yeah. you're going to use it and transform it too. Yes. You know? And also, like, if, you, if you've noticed on fear, uh, the costumes have their own history. Like, uh, like Charlie inherited your shirt. Yes. You yes. know, and... Um, and that's John what we Do- do. Yeah, John Dory's clothes have now gone on to John Dory Senior. And mm-hmm. June has taken John Dory's hat. It's the, the clothing is living on. Yes. What does it take to make uh, a character iconic? Because I feel like you're a genius at that. You are oh, so, you. you're such a, it always surprised me. Like every year you make us look iconic. Like one thing is to look good, feel good. And the next level is to look iconic. and. How do you do that? Like, what the hell, Joe? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's the best. I, I mean, what? How do you do that? What's define iconic so 
we can get I won't there. define iconic because that's I mean I it's that's not my obviously it is the intention but I I start off with the body you know mm. you we all as human beings we have assets and we have flaws in our bodies and mm-hmm. I yes this is entertainment but I need to make you look fantastic mm-hmm. so I accentuate that the parts of the body that are so that's why you always see me with the scissors because it's always about dimensions. Oh, okay. You know, it, it's it's um I can have you in a pair of jeans, but if I just cut and nip that a little bit, it'll accept, you know, accentuate your hips more or right. lengthen your leg or oh. you know, um I have a sock fetish, but the sock fetish yeah. you know, sometimes I'll team it up with a boot where it'll draw the eye to the leg. And it'll ground you, mm-hmm. almost giving you like a bit of a superhero feel. Right. Um, I mean, on TV, a lot of it is here, but on a show like Fear the Walking Dead, where there's so much action, it's like long. we see the soles of the zombie's shoes. It's impressive. You know, yeah. It's so for me, like every detail, even the 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 background, background, background is as important as the foreground for me because. The way our directors shoot, and because it's such a stunt-heavy show, anything can change. Wow. So if we're prepared for everything, then we succeed because the camera could, you know, there's a kill and the the stuntman fell the wrong way and totally we'd have nothing to hide because everything's perfect. Yeah. And so going back to the the lead characters, like... um, you know, I've taken what the character means, their the, the presence on the show. Um, I take their body. I take what they communicate. Um, the struggles too, like the they're over, what they're, they're overcoming, right? Yeah. Yes. The yeah. obstacles. The obstacles. Um, and then I always add a little bit of fun to it. Like I'll add little interesting details. And it's amazing because fans really they notice. Pick up, yeah. They pick up. It's like I had I had John, another John Dory's bandana sticking out of June's little pouch, just mm-hmm. a tiny bit. People noticed. They wrote to me about it. Just like <laughs> Joe, do you know what's crazy is that they just don't notice. They every time we go, I just want you to know how much, how far your job takes uh take space in this universe it's not just us like when we go to comic-con when we go to like conventions the only way fans can really get noticed like for example a luciana fan is there is by them wearing their clothes yeah it's not so it's not so much yeah sometimes they're right we love you whatever but when they actually find those pieces within their reach yeah. That's kind of like, that's what we pick up. That's our connection. It's visual. Yeah. It's like, hi, like, you know, and they're like, look, it's like, it's it's all it, the proudness, the, 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 the thing and how they feel when they wear those clothes, how they yeah. walk, you know, like you, you can see it. And, and, and it's like, you know, I remember going to Comic-Con and, and, and Garrett was next to me and a guy came and. And he's like, hello, Mr. John, I am John. And he was wearing a hat. And and Gar- we were like, it looks great. You know, like, where do you yeah. get that? So it's 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 how it transcends your job. Like, how is really, the fans not pick, they just don't pick up on it. They want to wear it. They want to. They do. And a lot of them write to me and I engage with all of them. You should. Um, no, I do. I do. And they're like, where did you get that? And I said, oh, I made that. And then like, oh, it's such a pity, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can get, you cannot get this in Macy's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I'll guide them into take, you know, take this and do that. And, you know, sometimes I'll send them a little drawing of what to do. And so I love beautiful. it. I just, I, yeah, I love engaging with the fans because it's. They really it's pick a, up on it. They they are like, what is she wearing? I want to wear that for Halloween. I want to wear that yeah. for Comic Con. I want to be noticed. And and boy, that works. It works. And and what's funny is like what I love about watching it 
Like I know a lot of people love the Althea character, you know, they wear the yes. hoodie with the yeah. with the yeah. stuff and and the, it looks iconic on anybody. Like it yes. actually it's it's all about how it was all together, you know, like the whole so, thing. So interestingly with 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 Maggie, she has I mean, she's a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And she's you know always in 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 other movies it's these pretty beautiful dresses and on fear we've put her in male clothing oh it's all male clothing but it's the way she wears it right you know what i mean right yeah that's crazy that's insane and i love you know coleman it's another one that i i love I mean, Coma uh, has a, a very chameleon. yeah. yeah. He, he has a sensibility for fashion it, itself, but Strand has a little bit of him, and, and it's like you play with that energy together, uh, yeah. you know. And those those years that Coleman is like, you know, the mysterious man that you don't know whether he's on the right side or the good side or the bad. It all carries on his clothes and how he feels. Yeah. it's a uh, it's it's fun. It is fun, and I always tie it somewhere in the story. Like I don't know if you remember on in season three where he was had that scene where he was he was completely drunk and talking to the spaceman. Yes, <laughs> and the yacht. <laughs> so I I had wanted you know I had wanted him in. I'd found this beautiful tuxedo jacket, and I went and and glued strass all on the on the lapel, and and Coleman just wears it so brilliantly. So it was like, so where did it come from? So then wow. there was a story that the boat he was on were some party, you know, some party animals. And we even dressed the stunt guys and girls in some crazy party outfits. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was the story zombies. there. Yeah. And he basically got it off a zombie. And that's, you know, it's always about connecting the dots. Joe, when you pick it, sense. when you pick it in the next the next job or a job, what do you pay attention? What is the one thing that grabs you that you're like, I wanna I wanna be there? Um, I think the script is vitally important. Um, and the characters. I mean, I want to spend company with characters that I enjoy and love and find entertaining. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the same if I was reading a book. If I start reading a book and I don't have any connection with the characters, what's the point of wasting my time? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The same with the movie. If I start watching something and it's just no connect, Mm -hmm. get on to the next thing. Um, So script is, is important. Um, a lot of elements, you know, the director, the whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing I've loved about Fear the Walking Dead is that we literally have an egoless production team. Like mm-hmm. it just such everybody just gets on so beautifully that mm-hmm. you know it's a blessing. Um, especially on such a hard show. And then there's um, you know, there's I've got to connect with the story. If I don't and and also if I don't start seeing the visuals in my head, yes, from the very first time I'm I have a cup of tea in the script, I won't do the show. I would rather yeah. not have work. So the visual be, the visual is like a sign, right? Absolutely. If I don't see the pictures, I'm not going to force myself. Wow. Just for the job. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That that so is I'm, interesting. I'm, yeah, I won't do it. So the visual is like what is the calling? It the is, visual. yeah. It yeah. is the calling. Yeah. Every time and I think of your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and and then if you know if I, then when I talk to the director and if if he, we can get into if we have similar vision, mm-hmm. then it's a clear, you know, resonant yes. You've got to do this, right? Um, you know, there's many times I've turned something down or I didn't get something because. There wasn't a connect. Wow. You know, it's the same with you. Like you'll read a script and you'll audition for a part. Yeah, it's the same. 
is it you sometimes you love the script you're like okay i'm feeling it and for actors it's not just the visual you start feeling it right you start feeling emotions through this read and then you go to the audition and you present your take on it and sometimes you and the director meet right there or sometimes Mm -hmm. you find each other's place or sometimes it's like oh i see it completely different and then you just have to walk away and be like you know we tried <laughs> but it's it's a collaboration it, it really is. it is it's like you know not every house you walk in is going to be your house and not every absolutely. man you meet is going to be your man and not every job is going to be your job absolutely um it maybe has somebody else's name on it and it's about being gracious enough to say okay what what else is there for me yeah yeah if if this isn't what's next what's next yeah and being curious about it and um excited and okay yeah every time i think of you i i i mean every time we start a new season i think of you and i see you and then behind you i i often see like a huge board filled with like pieces of stuff like from magazines and things and little prints and you it's it's like it's it's like your what's it called mood boards it's my mood boards they are for me it's a compass it's a it's a map so that you know when you work with a big team it's very difficult to get everybody into your head some people find it easy but some struggle not everybody can get into your head right so the mood boards help everybody get on the same page because I can say, I want you to find me a pair of shoes for Danai that is that color. And I can point to something and show them or that style or, you know, Ah. can you age these? I can come with a pair of jeans and say, can you age these to look like that? That's incredible. I mean, visually, when you walk into your office, it's just a bunch of little patterns like i don't even know what that is i never would think in a million years that's like a compass (laughs) or like a map (laughs) but it makes sense it's like you kind of put together that for everyone in your department to have a guide right it's like your own script for people to follow it's it's my visual to say like give me what's on the board and i'll be happy that's incredible that's what it is because that's another part of your job is to make sure that whoever buys stuff for you Gets me the right thing. Like, you know, it's synchronized. I remember somebody once brought me a vest with two horses on the front. Oh. Like, I mean, it was it was a lovely 80s vest and it was very chic and yeah. beautiful. But it just wasn't for the show. It's like, wow. you know, it, it was too outrageous for the show. Right. You, you know, like, but on another show, it would be perfect. It would be great. Yeah. So the so mood board really helps yeah. everyone yeah. gets on the same page. Yeah, and I would always encourage the team to just go and spend time with the mood boards. Wow. You know, if you if you get lost, if you because it's easy to get lost. You know, you walk into the store, suddenly pink is in fashion, right? And then I'm getting everything pink. You know, but you know, or suddenly there's like very big shoulders in fashion, but that's not our show. No, it's never been, you know, it's never, it's had, it's had very eclectic styling, but it's never been a fashion, a fashion show. So, um, that's crazy. You know, when, you know, the places we're shopping from the same with vintage. I mean, I, I'm very inspired by the vintage clothing, but on a show like ours, it's very difficult to use because we need six to ten of everything because you get blood on you, then you fall in the water, then, you're, <laughs> then you've got oil all over you, then you get a stick going through your shoulder. <laughs> I mean, your leather jacket oh from season four, we had 15 of them. Oh. <laughs> 15 multiples with all the various stages because, God. You know, we never know in the story if we're going to do a flashback or. That's right. So there's there's a history of them. Okay, that was when she got the stick in her um, shoulder. That's from when the blood, you know, and then that story history. I had I had stitches, and you know, it's it became a piece on its own. So that and very iconic, you know that that, that I yeah. Lived. So it's about finding pieces like being selective about iconic pieces 
And all I need is one piece, mm. you know, that'll mm-hmm. just give that shape. Mm-hmm. So it's about finding, you know, whether it's the pants or the top or the jacket, it's about finding. And then obviously it is very important how you put the whole thing together. That's my next question, Miss Joe. It's like not just putting the whole thing together, it's also how we all look together. Yeah. Like it, it's it's like it's it's putting the whole thing together. You can have the perfect jacket, but not the right jeans or but how after you fi- figure it out, like my clothing, it's how John Dory looks next to me, how uh, uh, June's looks next to Alicia. Like it's, you know, sometimes yeah. we have scenes that we're all together and nobody looks the same. You know, everybody has his. That's been a challenge because there's so many of you. Yeah. But what I did is I stuck to a silhouette for each person. Mm. Um, I gave certain people a particular color. Like we've never seen, like red was particularly used on on Althea. Mm-hmm. Yellow was particularly used on Alicia, Alicia. and orange. Um, I've used I used jades and um, blues and uh, greens on you. Mm-hmm. So I you know I create a palette for everybody. Um, same with Lenny and there's. It's very difficult not to overlap mm-hmm. um, because there's so many characters. Yes. You know, from the, the lead characters to the day players to the, reg, you know. To the regulars. You know, <laughs> it's a lot. So that was something I would hold in my brain at all times. Like I would literally go, it's a, it's a gift. You, you see the scenes in, you know, playing out in your head and you go, but Danai, at some point in the blue, she's going to connect with Dwight and he's got a something blue. I need to change something. Okay. Do you know what I mean? In the it's story, like a puzzle so, that keeps moving. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. So to make it all flow and not land up with two people in red. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's crazy because every, everybody's story goes at a different pace. Exactly. And you never know. And you I never know where we're going to end. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's like, you know, that's, that's also intuition kind of going, okay, well, that's let's change a t-shirt or let's, you know, do a different top or whatever. And then the levels of breakdown and the tones. I, I remember seeing um, a photograph of all of you on Instagram recently. And I was like, wow, the colors really work. Like, very, very beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not, and not just that, we actually feel it. Like, like, oh, I love that. We're fans of each other's uh, journey. <laughs> like, like, oh my God, where do you get that? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it, we're just really proud with what we wear. Aww. Joe, when you, um, you know, uh, for many artists, like, for example, Adam, and, and there's certain things in our lives, in our personal lives, that really changes as humans. And the mm-hmm. reason why I'm bringing this up is because I feel like everybody right now, we're all going through changes personally because of the world that we're living in right now. And it yeah. really affect or adapt our creativity or, or our way to see ourselves as an artist, right? Mm-hmm. And like for me, for example, becoming a mother, was very trans it transformed me as a human and therefore transformed my take on stories and my capacity to to have empathy for characters and therefore the way that I portrayed them like like for me that was huge I, I remember Adam was like you know growing up with father and grandfather being kind of royalties in the <laughs> in the photography world and what it really what was that one thing that made Joe Joe? Because you are so unique, so profound, so you have so many things. You're so kind. You're so creative. You're so sensitive, sens- sens- sensitive, and you're so like strong when it comes to your vision. Like you really, when you want to find something, you really find it. Like you're very, like full on. Like what? Was that one thing in your life that created you as an artist? Like, like it pushed you or like maybe you started this way, but something happened and it transformed you into this. And to a point that you never 
will be the same, you know? Well, motherhood for one. Motherhood, right? Like that one. <laughs> I mean, it taught me patience. It taught me compassion. It taught me, you know, like empathy. And it's just motherhood. <laughs> motherhood. <laughs> motherhood. <laughs> be, beyond that, I think, I don't know. I, th I think it's just being super conscious and 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 doing work you know nobody's had an easy life mm -hmm. um and understanding just just having a deep understanding of emotions mm. um and how people translate emotions that definitely gives me i know i know it makes me who i am Like uh, Alicia was recently saying to me about how safe she feels in the fitting room with me. I once had Anne Dowd say to me, you know, she'd phoned me and she said, I just want to tell you that it was just so amazing doing a fitting with you. Um, I get that a lot. Um, Christine mm -hmm. as well recently, you know, Joe, that was just such an amazing fitting. It's important for me that you guys are involved in it. Um, remember, I also see you in your vulnerability, like, yes, you know, and giving you something to carry with you, giving you your armor mm. to take the character so you can do your job. Mm. The costume is, is, is so important because that's what we do. We give you your armor to, to let you walk without worrying about what I look like. Or, or whether it's comfortable, like exactly. running, exactly. it's running comfortable. Yeah. Can I run in these jeans? Can I sit? Can I yeah. fight? Yeah. Can I, yeah. and yeah. also the weather, like it's, it, yeah. it gets cold, it gets hot, like really hot and really cold. So it's, it's all, so all that stuff, it's, it's a result of Joe being patient, sense, uh, like empathetic, right? Like, You got to that point to give us all those tools to perform because you yourself are a product of basically so, so much that life taught you, which is yes. actually motherhood pack it all up in a huge way. It's a, it, it really stretches yeah. yourself in so many levels. Yes, and upbringing and manners and, you know, being polite and having, you know, um, You know, a cultural influence, very, very important. You know, family is really important to me. Um, you know, and growing up in, you know, in, in the Greek community and um, the good and the bad that comes from that. I mean, I'm sure you've seen my big fat Greek wedding, right? Of course. <laughs> We all have it. <laughs> Yes. You it's, know, the crazy stuff that happens with Greek families and Jewish families and Indian families. And yeah, it's, you know, it just gives, it's the depth of life. It's, it's the fiber. Yes. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the solar plexus. It's the, it's where everything gets processed. Oh, I love and, that. And some of us have a deep understanding of that and some of us don't. And that's, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm whatsoever on that but some people do and some people don't and I just happen to be one of those that does and I bring it into my work because it's important for me that you feel comfortable that's beautiful and you know creating a character it's always about the fun the character comes to life in the fitting room mm -hmm. it's about the fun that happens you know I, I have this lovely story with Anika Nonny Rose Um, in number one ladies detective agency where she played Mama Kutsi. And um, I put Anika in a particular size of shoe that gave her that walk, mm -hmm. that quirky, quirky walk, you know, and it, that happened in the fitting room. It was like, oh, my God, look That's how you walk in this, sh in the, you know. The same with Garrett de la Hunt as John Dory. There's a, he has a particular gait in a particular boot. Mm -hmm. So it's playing. I don't, I can walk differently in, in cowboy boots or in sneakers as you do in combat boots. Absolutely. 
or in flip-flops. You know, we have different ways of walking, but there's I can put you in a particular shoe that is right for the character and that grounds a behavior. your walk, your yeah. talk. Yeah, the behavior and yeah. It's so nice. I remember yeah. with Kobe, uh, girl Kobe, uh, played yes. Virginia when they yeah. chop her arm and how you guys came to to build that piece that uh, she would put her kind of like the sling the, the sling, sling. Yeah. yeah that 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 i won't take credit for that was that was um colored props that was fantastic but it was fantastic he did a great job but we obviously had to work together because i had then had to cut the sleeve jacket to cheat mm -hmm. you know so it was not too bulky because we already had arm in there and actually in the story there's it should be, to be cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did work together, but that genius was Colin. <laughs> it was, it, it just plays so gorgeous and so beautiful. And, and yeah. she was so, I mean, she, for the amount of hours that she had to be in that position, she was like, I'm so comfortable and I can take it in and out without hurting my costume or like, you know, nothing that would take a long time to put it back. The only thing that I came up with is we used the belt as the, yeah, that one. Let's yeah, let's use the belt as yeah. That was beautiful. As the sling thing, yeah. The arm piece was collared and the belt was me. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, uh what is your what do you visualize as a dream job now? Um like after oh, years in in do you feel like going super clean like period like Marie Antoinette like what would be something that you would like to explore, a universe, as an artist? I, I, I love working with texture. And I'd love to explore a historical drama. Yeah, right. Um, I'd love to do some theater. I would love to do something super stylized and very imaginative. Um, like an you know a whole new universe but i guess part of creating working on movies is creating a whole new universe you Always. know no matter what the script is yeah absolutely so i have a curiosity about what's next for me and i have a curiosity about um you know where my world will take me and i'm not i'm totally acceptant of whatever it's going to be it's going to be good yeah, of so, course, um, 100%. Yeah. We always dream, like when we are on set, you know, when the waiting process, right, the between mm. the takes, we are, we've been wearing these clothes for a really long time, right? Like, mm -hmm. so we, we usually, actors, we ask each other, like, what would you like to do next? Like, what, what would be the universe that you would like? And, and I, it's, it's really funny and interesting how everybody has a different, you know, some people want to do comedy. And mm -hmm. the one thing we all have in common is the curiosity factor of jumping from one universe to the next, to the next, to, you know, and, and, and take it all in because you yeah. cannot go halfway. That's the thing. Yeah. You can't yeah. meet anything halfway. When you're in it, you have to be in it all the way. And all the way. Yeah. It's got to, it's got, you know, it's got to inspire you all the way. Yeah. Otherwise, it's pointless. Yeah. Like you said, like that book, like if it doesn't, if the images don't pop, you just don't, you wouldn't go there. Yeah. yeah. And also just wanting to spend time with those characters to see, you know, where, what are their quirks? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Yeah. You know, and how that's going to be translated into costume, you know, right. what, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what is the story? What would be a message that you would like to send to upcoming artists? Like not just costume, but anything that has to do with a collaboration uh, nowadays. Like what would be a message, especially now that we are living just kind of strange times? How can we use this to, to, to nurture our, our souls, you know, like the same way you do your writings? Like how can we protect that? What, what would be a message that you would send? I would say engage in healthy communication. Um, and if you don't know how, then there are way, there's skills that you can, you know, mm -hmm. learn to communicate healthily. Because I think in today's political and social climate where everything's 
a little bit crazy and there's so much fear and antagonism and all lives matter and black lives matter and mm -hmm. you know the me too movement and all that stuff i would just say what's most constructive is if someone upsets you it is your responsibility to say i'm not okay with that what you did Mm -hmm. instead of engaging in passive aggressive behavior or um you know being ugly about something mm -hmm. it's not the time we've all got to raise our consciousness and communicate in a more healthy way if the pandemic hasn't taught us that mm -hmm. then i don't know mm -hmm. you know i mean life could have gone in a minute mm -hmm. right we don't know that um, it, and we still, I mean, we're starting to come out of it, but are we, you know, there's new strains coming. I, I don't know for myself. I think, wow, life is precious. People are precious. Let's value them. Mm -hmm. True. Don't take anyone for granted. Stro, mm -hmm. That's a beautiful yeah. message. It's a, it's a beautiful, a beautiful message and well said. I, I feel like if there's one thing we have to learn is to communicate and express each other, express what we feel and with the intention to contribute and, and to give. Uh, there's no, no space to destroy or no space to hurt anybody. It's, it's, there's a space to, to learn together. Like you very well said, Joe, in mm -hmm. our business, this job is about collaboration and collaboration. Yeah in all kinds of areas in our lives. Like we are in, in this world to collaborate with each other. You know, the moment you leave your house, you're collaborating. The moment you have a child, you're collaborating. The moment yeah. you get married, the moment you meet a friend and you care about, you're collaborating with them. You're, you're exchanging thoughts and, and opinions and, and lessons and good and bad times. And the one thing that makes it all worth it is, is what you said, good communication. You, you, yeah. because there's no space for more. If there's one thing life taught us is that it, at least in the past two and a half years or year, it's that life is precious. And like you said, we don't know where this is going to take us. We no. really don't know. So might as no. well, let's be this, let's, let's be the smart cookie here. Not, let's not, be kind to each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's be kind to each other and, and let's, yeah. let's understand why we're here together. There's always, you said it like there are no accidents, you know, this things find you, this yeah. job found me, this job found you for it us did. to meet yeah. and yeah. the stuff that you have taught us, Joe, the actors, the stuff that I have and learned you from me. you. Yeah. And you me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, the stuff that you have taught us through, you know, the work and your incredible, uh, you know, focus to, and determination to year after year month after month make us get us through it's uh and you did it and you know the world knows it <laughs> and 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 it's an honor to really have that experience with you throughout so many years that it really defined my life on the show and and these characters that that you put together from this from the start and you know every time i see a picture i see you there i see everything you've done. It's like I, every time I see a fan, I see Joe. Every time I see somebody wanting to celebrate the apocalypse, I see Joe. It's like they dress as us. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for giving what you gave and what you keep giving, and which is nothing but love, kindness, art, and 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 you know, and good taste. Okay, you have good <laughs> taste. <laughs> and, and you know, if there's one thing you're full of, is like the chakra of the heart. That green color is like, um, it's what Joe is is full of, and that's um, I've said important I want to, that, to keep that, this, the the heart chakra open. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the only way you could be, you know, at your best. And and yeah. you, if anybody fought for that, is you. And I saw yeah. it. It's yeah. uh, it's it. You know, your work under pressure is really unbelievable, and and put us together. Not just me, a bunch of us together equally, 
nobody it's 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 just that's it's an art and a gift that you have and i i would like the idea of doing theater with you and doing more television and and films and and everything that comes after uh, you know after this job like you always think of like wh what is the next universe gonna take me and who's yeah. gonna be there i will yes know? very it's important like, it's really excited yeah. so yeah. Th thank you joe for being part of this beautiful moment that i i know it's to been such an honor oh. what an honor thank you so much for having me on your podcasts i love them and i'm a huge <laughs> fan and i keep and now i'm on one <laughs> yes you are you are this is your moment this is your minute to celebrate you and your like incredible uh contribution yeah i love and you you're and amazing you. i love you <laughs> you're the best <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> Hang on. Thank you. Bye. Bye.